Okay, so we are back here talking about fear. And I get it. It's not a sexy topic. It's actually a really uncomfortable topic and a really uncomfortable emotion. So I totally understand any reluctance you may have with, you know, even just listening to this, never mind facing it in your own life. I get it. Um, but it's really, really important because it really, it holds so many of us back. And if we can really just kind of get a bit more of a grasp on it, on how it shows up for us, we can just make so many more better decisions for ourselves. So there's many lenses we can look through um, fear with, but you know this episode is very much a, a condensed snack. So hopefully you can take some wisdom from it, take a few nuggets and start moving in the right direction so that fear isn't leading the way or completely dictating your life. So as I said in the previous episode, we want to get to know the different types of fear and how they feel in your body. So when you feel like you're genuinely in danger, you want to listen to those systems in your body. They are there for a reason. That is healthy. We are not going to be saging or using positive affirmations to uh, get them to go away. Uh, you want to listen to them. You want to move away. So I hope that's really, really clear. Okay. We never want to shut that down. And then the second one, remember, was when you have decided that uh, this is something that you do want to do. So you've got that excited fear. You know, the one that feels in your body. Um, for me, it's like butterflies in my tummy. And if it's, it's, if it's a very excited fear, I get butterflies and a kind of a, an expansiveness in my chest. And of course, yours may feel um, like something completely different. And if you're still practicing and noticing this awareness and stay with that for now, and then you can come back to this at a later stage. But if you've kind of got that, if you've kind of got that notion of those different types of fear um, and how they feel in your body, then today let's move on to some kind of practical solutions. And maybe not even solutions, but practical practices. Um, because that excited fear, unfortunately, may be really, really short-lived. So how can we nurture it? How can we develop a relationship with it so that we don't get stuck when the excited fear inevitably gets hijacked um, by that future-based catastrophizing, the world is going to end fear. <laughs> so first of all, um, we kind of want to run through a filter to make sure that this is something that you genuinely want to do or something that is genuinely correct for you. And this is really important because we're all guilty at one level or another uh, of doing things because we should or um, our own or other people's expectations of what we should be doing. So here's kind of three short steps, right? So number one, did you get the excited feeling at some point about this particular thing? So it, you, you may not have the excited feeling now. <laughs> you might be hijacked by the other fear. But did you get the excited feeling at some point? And if you did, write it down. Write down the feeling, write down the why, write down the juiciness, the giddiness. Um, just get it down on paper so that you can remind yourself again and again and again <laughs> that at some point this was something that you really did want to do. Number two, is this something that you want to do as opposed to it being a should? Is this part of your vision? Is this part of the way that you want to live? Is this part of your purpose, part of your callings? And if it's a yes to all of those, again, write it down. So, for example, 
I want to start this business because I'm craving flexibility, creativity and a new lease of life. So kind of just get into that vision piece, the, the bigger why of why you want to do this particular thing, even though it feels absolutely terrifying. And then number three, have you run this through your values? What are your personal values? What feels really important to you? And does this movement uh, or action line up with those? And if you don't know what your personal values are, I have a lovely supportive short course called Grounded on my website to help you with this. So check that out if you need some support with that or if you already have it, revisit it. It's something that's really helpful to do even once a year just to kind of check back in to see where you are in terms of what your values are. Okay, so once you've run this scary action through this kind of three-step filter, great. Now we can move on because we know at some level that this is right for you in this moment in time. So you're still feeling the fear, right? It still feels terrifying, but you know underneath it that it's the correct decision for you. And that's really, really, really important because we don't want to be doing things that are scary and also that they're not really for us in the first place because that's just a waste of our energy and a waste of our time. So now we figured out that even though it feels scary as hell, this is a supportive decision for you. And guess what? Fear is probably ratcheting up quite a bit because the paradox is when we start moving towards our callings, our dreams, the things that we want to do, the things that feel right for us, the things that are good for our soul, the things that we care deeply about. That's exactly when fear decides to go, hey, I'm here and I'm going to be an absolute bloody nightmare in your head and your body. Right. So if you decide that this is something that's right for you, you can expect that fear is going to turn up the volume. Um, and I just want you to know that because this idea that it should all be easy and beautiful and uh, in alignment is just isn't always the case for us. And I think it's important that we we recognize the reality of that. Because what fear is trying to do in this situation is so in this situation, it's not trying to protect us from physical harm, right? What it is trying to do is protect us from emotional harm, emotional vulnerability. And I tell you what, these are things that people do not want to feel. And in some cases, don't have the capacity or the skills to feel, right? Nobody wants to feel shame. Nobody wants to feel embarrassment. Nobody wants to feel like they've failed. Uh, nobody wants to be like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. Um, these feelings are so strong and we have a lot of strong memories of them from different parts of our life, particularly when we were younger. And so we just don't want to experience them. And that's fair enough. So our body is trying to protect us from that. So once we kind of know that, that our fear isn't trying to be an asshole to us, it's trying to protect us from these really, 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 really strong feelings. But it would be you know, remiss of me to tell you that when it comes to living out our callings, to living our purpose, to doing the things that you want to do, uh, to live your life the way that you want to live it um, in a way that might be different to what everybody else is doing, it, like, it is going to bring up this type of fear. This is a reality. We need to be able to identify it, which you've hopefully have already done. And then we need to be able to come into relationship with it and support ourselves in the best way that we can. So fear is present for a lot of the time and you know, I don't think anybody um, gets away with this. Fear is present for me on a very, very regular basis. Um, it just, it doesn't go away. Our bodies are hardwired for it, so we can't 
We can't wish it away. We can't meditate it away. It just doesn't work that way. So we really just need to develop that kind of body literacy and get to know our body, really get to know the situations where we feel this fear, uh, the different types of fear, how they show up for us and kind of learn some strategies of how we can come into relationship with it. Okay, so let's kind of circle back. So you've kind of gone through this filter that this is something that is right for you. Even though it feels scary, it is correct for you. So you may want to change careers. You want to retrain as a yoga teacher. You want to write a book. Uh, you want to set up a nonprofit for something that you feel really, really strongly about. But you're feeling massive doses of fear. So what do you do? Um, so this, like this can show up in so many different ways and our bodies are also unique. But in terms of the nervous system, having a freeze response here is really, really common. Um, so I'm not talking about freeze in that kind of collapsed way, but a kind of more nuanced lower end freeze, such as this might show up as procrastination, maybe a bit of denial, a bit of apathy, some confusion, might feel a bit sluggish, um, indecision, that, that's a really big one for me, indecision. Um, and this is your body's response to a threatening situation or what it perceives to be a threatening situation. So a freeze response to threat, whether it's emotional or otherwise, it's just it's really, really common in female bodies. And it's just something that happens to us on a fairly regular basis. So you just you're just not able to do anything and you're really procrastinating or you keep talking about it or you keep thinking about it or you keep putting it off. So you can't mobilize on it because it just feels too scary and too daunting. So you know what you want to do, but you just can't actually do it. And then you feel really, really frustrated with that. So how do we move from freeze? I want you to write these out, just the bullet points, just the headings, because if you're anything like me, when I'm in a freeze response, I am unable to think of the resource uh, that I already have that can help me because my mind kind of goes blank and then I might go into a little bit of a spiral of, oh my God, you're just so lazy and you're useless and yeah just go into a nice little spiral of doom um if anyone else does that maybe you can relate so write out these headings and leave them somewhere handy so that you can remind yourself when you're in this freeze response that you're not a useless person that you're just going through a freeze response and that there's a way out of it so firstly number one i want you to notice it i want you to write it out what type of fear is this where is it located in your body be really kind towards yourself and tell yourself, okay, this is scary for you. This is normal. This is common. And just journal out. Keep the pen going. What is so fearful about this situation for you? So no, no judgment here that, you know, this may sound a bit ridiculous or a bit childlike. It, it probably probably will sound childlike, um, but that doesn't make it any less valid. And just get curious. Write out, I wonder what might be really scaring me here. I wonder how I can support myself kindly with this. So write out what you're worried about happening. Do you have evidence that this will happen? And what might you do to mitigate that? So sometimes even just getting out of our head and getting onto paper or if writing isn't your thing, using your voice notes apps to kind of just speak it out can get it out of our brain and kind of help us move a little bit out of that funk. Number two. The second thing really is to connect to your why, your bigger why. Why are you doing this? What is the bigger goal for this? 
What is your internal motivation? And write again, take out your journal and write that out. Get really, really clear on why you're doing something. Um, and just so you can make sure that it's it's for you. And then every now and then when you feel that fear popping up, you can check back in and go, okay, why am I doing this again? I mean, this feels horrendous. I feel a lot of fear. Why the hell am I doing this? And you go, oh yeah, I'm doing this because I want to feel more like this. Uh, I'm doing this because I want to feel strong in my body. I'm doing this because creativity needs to have a path in my life. Or I'm doing this because I want more space and freedom. I want that feeling in my life. So then you can go and check back in with that. And that can help you move out of that freeze response as well, because you're kind of moving out of that rugged individualism and powering through mode and connecting to something bigger than yourself, such as your vision. Your vision is bigger than you um, and it's bigger than what the thoughts are in your head. So connecting to that can really, really be helpful. And the third thing is that um, if you decide that you want to go ahead with this, but that you're feeling fear, you know, you want to start a business or you want to go back to college and you think, oh God, I can't do this. This is going to take too long. I'm going to be too old by the time this happens or this is too big. Really just break it down into micro, micro tasks and just do tiny pieces. And nobody even needs to know about this. You can just work away on this in the background while you're still in your nine to five or whatever it is that you're doing um, and just take action in really tiny phases. And what that does is it builds that capacity in your body and the next time it just won't be some, so difficult. So you're building that capacity, you're building your ability to uh, move through that fear in very tiny kind of titrated ways. And then number four, uh, th this is a strategy that really, really can be helpful, but you might feel like it's too simple or you might feel like it's a bit silly. Um, but if you're in that kind of freeze, a kind of procrastination mode where you just can't move out of something, uh, you've already checked in with your vision um, and it's still not moving, just move your body. Move your body. Get away from the computer. Get away from the desk. Um, that can be anything. That can be dancing. That can be just put, I'm going to put on two songs and I'm going to dance. Uh, it could be shaking. Uh, it could be going for a brisk walk. So anything to kind of move your body into that action-based mode, uh, out of that kind of lethargy into, yeah, into action, into movement, that can really, really shift as well. So I don't mean like go running a marathon here, but you know, what could be like the least amount of effort here just to shift your body, just to move into that kind of um, movement piece and then take your action from that place. You'll be in a different mindset. Your body will feel different. You'll have moved out of the freeze into kind of a, a healthy movement response. And then number five, you really need to get some support. You need other human beings. So whether that's a group of friends or just just one other person to say, listen, I really want to do this thing. I know I'm capable of doing it. I know I'm smart enough to do it. There's people out there who are <laughs> doing this and they're nowhere near as good as me, but I cannot seem to do it. I am so stuck. So rather than berating yourself and going round and round in a circle, get some help, right? This is what you need. This is what we all need. This whole individualism, you know, it's it, bullshit. It, it's, we've really been brainwashed to think that we're supposed to do everything by ourselves. We are not. We are supposed to do things with other people. We're supposed to do things in community. We are supposed to seek support. This is the way we should operate. So whether that's a good friend, 
whether that's somebody you know who's kind of done something similar to you, reach out to them um, and they, they may benefit from, from you as well. So you can support each other. And this can also be professional support. This could be a coach, a mentor, a therapist. Your, you know, your, your brain is going to try and convince you that you should be able to do this alone. But we don't live in a world like that where our fears are not present. So to get out of that kind of freeze response, get some co-regulation, get some accountability, get somebody who really you know, understands you and gets you and understands why you want to do the thing that you do and that they will support you no matter what. So just to kind of sum it up, it's really about acknowledging that fear is present. Um, you want to check in to see if it's, you know, this is the type of fear that you want to straight up listen to or something that you want to walk alongside. Um, we went through running through those filters of checking in. Is it your excited fear? Checking in. Is this something that is in alignment with your values? Is this connected to your bigger why? And then you have a little kind of a, a small five part toolkit of journaling, moving through your body, connecting to your bigger why and getting some support um, to support you when you're feeling this fear and to help you move forward. I, I can't express how helpful it is or how it's helpful it's been to me to have people who get what you're doing on the end of a phone, on the end of a voice note, just a quick text, and they help remind you of your bigger why when fear has kind of drowned that out for you and you're, you know, in a place where you just can't locate it at that moment in time. So this ultimately is about building self-trust and that requires taking tiny steps regularly and giving yourself the evidence that the world didn't end when you did the scary thing, right? We want to feel, we want to feel safe enough, right? Um, and that's a term I learned from one of my teachers, Sarah Duigu. It's not you know, it's not about never not feeling scared, but can we move into a state where you feel safe and regulated enough, just enough to take the small steps needed to move towards the life, the work and the business that you want? Right. So safety is not this finite destination. We arrive there. Great. I feel safe. I never feel fear ever again. That, that just isn't true. It's not realistic. But, you know, what's your version of safe enough? What do you need? What can you give yourself? Uh, what support do you need? And I'm a huge fan of giving yourself positive feedback. Um, so when you do something a little bit scary, take a little break to regulate. Go and sit outside. Um, give yourself a nice cup of tea. Pull out the nice chocolate from the press. Or even just writing in your journal to say, well done. Like That's all really important. And you might feel like, oh, that's a bit silly. I'm giving myself a pat on the back you should because if you're doing something scary it's really just nice to give yourself that kind of you know increase that feedback loop of well done good job that was scary you did a great job so I hope you got something out of this episode that can support you at moving forward um, I also provide private support if you're looking for someone who gets you gets your situation and can help you move towards your vision in your way and you can check out my coaching package on my website for more details there. And also, if you're enjoying this episode, I have a buy me a coffee link below, which you can contribute to if you feel called. So that's it for today. I look forward to being with you again next time and uh, have a great week. Mm -hmm.